Hello kids, welcome to your weekly broadcast of children's stories for adults. (laughs) (laughs) We're your hosts. Ty, Ty, it's the wrong podcast. Oh, that's your other podcast. That's my other one. Yeah. Yeah. This is similar vein. That one's private link only. Yeah. I'll I'll put up. If you guys are... If you guys are interested in children's stories for adults, we have a we have a paid link that we can send you to, but it costs monthly fee. Yeah, and, it, and it's so much; it's honestly not worth it. <laughs> Upwards of it's dozens of dollars a month that you would have to pay to listen to Tyler tell children's stories for adults. Do you guys ever Do you guys ever look around and think it's crazy, kind of how many things we're doing right now? You know? Yeah, there's there's a few plates spinning. You mean like right now, like at this moment? <laughs> at this moment or like in my life? In your life. Oh yeah. You know, you got your job, uh what you would probably call your day job, if this is your night job, and then we've got music, <laughs> which is a job and also mm-hmm. a night job. It's kinda mm-hmm. weird. And you think I was thinking about it today back when I was in high school. I always kind of thought I would just have my one thing, you know. That's really weird. And I like yeah, and this all can it all connects, but Yeah, they wild. always ask you, what do you want to do when you grow up? And right. So you think of this one monstrous thing that seems to loom over you your whole childhood. Yeah. And I saw my younger cousin a couple of days ago. And I just immediately went into all the questions that she probably hears all the time and hates. That you were asked when you were that age? Yeah. That you hated then? So where do you yeah. think you're going to go to college? Yeah, exactly. What's your I'm major? I'm in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's college? <laughs> yeah. It's really weird, but it's awesome. And I think one of the big, one of the big parts of it is... Um, the reason we're able to do it, I think, is because we live in the golden age of social media. You know, we, everything's kind of past new and there's still so much to learn from it and discover, even though, even though I kind of feel like you guys are the, you guys have dug into it more than anybody I know. So I feel pretty lucky that you have. Dug into social media? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just, you know. Um, you mean like they, for, for work or for? Yeah, analytics and stuff. No, I don't mean you uh, guys are on. Oh on yeah, analytics. YouTube all the time or. Instagram. Jake's the data guy. Jake knows data, data better than anybody. All yeah, about that data, son. Do you say data or numbers. data? Data. All right. I'm not say GIF. backwood. I'm not backwood folk. You say GIF data. or GIF? <laughs> Uh, it Jeff depends on who I'm around. The peanut butter or the moving picture? <laughs> the Jeff, moving picture. Jeff. Oh, the moving picture. I use a soft G. <laughs> GIF. You kids are sending moving pictures on your phone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> where are you? All right, where are we going with this? Social no, media? Yeah, I was just, you know, one of the things I was going to say is since it's so important to everybody, not just us and using it for work. But, um, I was thinking, you know, yesterday I was thinking about how everybody I see on there, everything looks so perfect. 
you know? Mm. You occasionally get one of those posts that's, uh, you know, like when they go... Like a green text? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like a super long post. It's a, usually a picture of them. It's just like a an inspirational quote or... I've really been feeling this lately and then a lot of paragraphs and Dude, um, I think so many people try to make it look that way though. They wanna have a theme or they wanna have it all put together if it's just their personal feed, like mm-hmm. filters and, and just your your entire life online can be completely composed of things that you aren't in real life. Mm. It's a facade, you know. It's definitely I think a lot of people trying to show that everything is going really well for them, you know. Right. But not not always. I mean, it's just I'm saying even some of those posts that are not about necessarily happy things look really good, you know. Yeah. It's like usually them by the ocean or like Visually, in, a, yeah. in a forest or, you know. Right. It's kind of crazy it interesting, to think that. Interesting that we did an entire episode last week about feeling like imposters and we didn't once talk about the faces that we wear online versus the faces that we wear in real life. Oh, that's we deep. were saving it. Yeah, that's like a whole other thing. It is definitely another thing. And I I mean, I do it. I definitely, I was looking back through my feed after I thought about this and um, I kind of show everybody the best moments. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really weird. It's, well, it's one, it's you're trying to get the best feedback, you know. So, and it's a shareable moment. So it's like, I want people to see this, you know? Right. And in defense of it, I guess. How is it different though? Like for you guys, the two of you kind of make your living, part of your living on the internet and like having Mm -hmm. an internet presence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you both also have private accounts on Instagram that I think are I mean, not you have personal accounts. I think they're private too, aren't aren't they? I think so. Yeah. Mine's severely neglected. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> how do you guys handle those two things differently? Because one of those things is like a necessary evil mm. that you have to be maintaining and curating for mm-hmm. whatever reason, and the other thing is just you know y- your candid take on the world. So. Do you feel like your personal, the personal side accounts that you are also trying to make everything look and feel a certain way and like highlight certain things or is it, is it more, um, laxed? Man, it's a good question. I think for me, my personal account is catered more towards the things that I want to post about anything like without really caring so much or things that specifically mean something to me, or it could just be completely random without really thinking twice about it. Um, so I kind of compartmentalize that one um, separate from like the Talbot Brothers Instagram where I kind of view that more as work and it's still fun and engaging and entertaining. But for me, I kind of have to separate in my mind that the stuff that gets posted on there does matter. like. It matters more. It has more weight just because it doesn't reflect just me. It reflects like the entire entity, the team, like, you know, even Tyler and the, you know, you, Jake, the band, 
like it's it's more of a kind of a symbol or representation of like a collective group rather than just one man or one person posting so it's a little more weighty Mm. but do you think there's some do you think there's some grace there from people like you know could i post something kind of controversial on my feed and would people disconnect that from the Talbot brothers? Probably not. I don't I know. I mean, it went, especially when you're who we are, you know, I think people would connect that pretty immediately. Like, um, yeah, I, I think people would look at it and say, hey, Tyler of the Talbot brothers posted this on his feed. Right. You know, I don't agree with whatever it is that you posted. So and then no. they might unfollow the Tower Brothers or they might, right. you know, not engage as much. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that. That's heavy weight because I think a lot of guys would come into something, especially as musicians or artists, wanting to be completely free of uh, dress code, quote unquote. It's, yeah. really, it's really interesting, especially as an artist, to think about how much freedom we have to say and do uh, what we believe in, and yet we're still kind of held to, well, it's kind of our own code in a way, you know, wouldn't you say? Yeah. We made I that for ourselves. I think so. I think you kind of set that that own standard for yourself where you kind of go into it saying, oh, you know, we'll talk about this, but we won't so much touch on this. or And it kind of comes anymore, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of comes in waves, like in different seasons of, life politically or culturally or where we're at like you know posting a a photo in texas is different than posting a photo in another state you know Mm -hmm. it's depending on the demographic and the show like just to have a little bit more appeal to where we're at versus Mm -hmm. you know like something that might not mean the same thing wherever we're at that night um, and I guess I'm talking more for like specifically show posts, but yeah, like to that city specific. Yeah, even it's kind of weird because it's the same account, but and it's the <laughs> same people. It's just weird to think no matter where you're at, it can change like depending on that. But then you then the questions raised like, is that still being authentic? Mm-hmm. Are you still being yourself, or are you trying to conform to? where you're at and who you're with i think there's a difference between being yourself and being outspoken for no reason though like knowing you knowing you two as people you neither of you are the kind of person to just like in a group of friends be trying to shove your point of view down anyone's throat right yeah so like tyler when you asked if I posted something controversial on my own feed, would that affect the Talbot brothers feed? It's hard for me to like imagine a world where that would happen because I know that Mm. you wouldn't post anything controversial on your feed. Like you're posting pictures of your dog, your wife, and now your son on your feed and you're not saying anything like political or religious or anything, you know, anything that could be taken controversial just because that's how you are as a person. So like, I think, I think by you, catering to the people that are around you and saying things that you know other people would feel comfortable with. I think that is authentic because that is kind of how you guys are. But if you guys were like, if I knew hanging out with you that you were also 
you know, just hanging out with you, you guys are like always trying to change the way that I feel about things or like change my mind about things. But then online, you're these super nice, like happy go lucky <laughs> guys. I would be like, yeah. okay, they're, they're fake nice online, but they're actually yeah. dicks in real life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's funny. Nobody knows we're dicks online and in real life. So. <laughs> uh, well, I think, I think I can, I can attest to the fact that you guys are nice online <laughs> and also offline. Like, thanks man. I mean, I think that's people, people like you that have a following like you do at, at whatever level that is. I think there is this disconnect of like having to act either mm. overly nice or mm-hmm. they act over, overly nice online. But then when someone meets them in person, they're, they're shocked by how standoffish they are. Yeah. But right. I feel like you guys are always kind of the same level of nice whether yeah. that's a good thing or bad thing. <laughs> I you know, I I appreciate that. I will say one thing about that is that, you know, kind of the whole reason that I have my own social media account is because I don't necessarily want, you know, my dog, my wife, my kid, all of that to be seen by the thousands of people that can see the Talbot Brothers stuff, you know. Um I wouldn't say that I'm trying to cap followers at all or anything on mine but I mean there will be times where I don't approve them because I just don't really know who they are and I kind of wonder you know what what are they trying to gain out of seeing they can already see so much in in the music you know in the words like there's so so much there that's why I think one of the you know I think sometimes we've stayed friends or made friends with people that we met just because we played music and, you know, even like this year. And, um, I, I think one thing, uh, that kind of bothers me sometimes is that I feel like because I'm so open with my ideas in lyrics and on stage and maybe even on Talbot Brothers, I think people feel that they have that access to me off stage too and there's nothing mm. really I haven't really done anything to make people feel like they can't have access to me off stage you know yeah. access is a weird word but you know what I mean like to know yeah. me f- beyond my job and beyond the content that I'm creating I love them you know and I and they I appreciate everyone that comes to shows and listens to what we have to say and stuff like that but I also want to be able to have like my life you know like I don't know mm. it I don't know everything about what's happening in their personal lives when I, when I see them at a show, but we catch up and we talk about it a little bit, but you know, um, it's just making me sound. No, you're right. I, I think, I think it's the same for me, like where you want to have a little bit of privacy just for the sake of space and to have that space for yourself and for your family where you don't want to expose things that are you know, possible things that, you know, there's sometimes you you meet a person out there who could be somebody might be out to harm your family or harm you or try to use things against you or, you know, and it's like, that's worst case scenario and and not, you know, you hope for the best in people, but it's like, you know, let's be honest, it's 21st century and there's just some weirdos out there. And like, you have to be, you have to be proactive in protecting your family and just that side of things too, 
you know. Everyone that we're talking to right now that's listening to this podcast, you know, that we talk to in, in messages and Instagram, I'm not talking about you because we obviously <laughs> right. talk to you for a reason because we we feel like there's a friendship or like a, a connection there that goes beyond the music. You know, whether you came up and told us a story from your life that one of the songs hit you or you told us a story that we used in a song. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's just... And I, we love DMing I, and keeping in touch yeah. with people too and, and commenting and all that. Like, I think that people sometimes wonder if that's us. Like, is that really yeah. you guys that run? And yeah, it is because we love it yeah. and we want to be on the forefront of that. Yeah, my... My sister has asked me multiple times, like, who runs the Tyler Which Brothers yeah. Instagram page? <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's she, both for a long us. time, she didn't even think it was either of you. She thought you guys yeah. paid someone to run it for you. Well, we've like, had no, the it's conversation. Like, it's like kind of Nick and then sometimes Tyler and then, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but yeah. we've, had, we've had the conversation because we got, and that's kind of more what I was saying too, is it's gotten to the point now where, um, you know, we have to be a lot more careful and vigilant, you know. Um, mm. and just make sure that we're not just shooting the breeze with people that we don't know their intentions. And, you know, you can, we're usually pretty good at telling right out the bat, you know, that kind of from those first few messages or whatever, what the person is looking for in the conversation. And I think mm-hmm. uh, we've had to make ourselves more aware of that, especially more recently. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I really like- people feel that though. Yeah, I I really like having a separate page where I can connect with my family and and friends or people that I know more regularly, and then I mean you can go follow Talbot Brothers, and I would might even might even say that you know if uh, mm. you know go because everything that you want to know <laughs> is there yeah or in Spotify. Trust me, I think yeah, that's yeah. been something we've strived to do though on that page is to be real and authentic and not put on you know put on a show or make things on there seem different than who we are in real life i think the beauty of of having that account and just like the two of us running that i think we are still really real on there and yeah every time we engage with people like that's one of our favorite things i mean you know you guys know how it is to go down the road after a show and people are tagging you in posts and yeah, following you and, so and you're cool. like following them back and messaging them and thanking them for being mm-hmm. there and learning their story. And like next time you come to town connecting again, like dude, that's yep. what it's all about. That's our, yeah, it is. that's our favorite part is just having the connection ongoing all the time, no matter if we're in the city playing a show or not. You know, what's been one of the best things about uh, Instagram and its updates in the last few years is the, story because now we're able to make a more important post like uh, on the feed and then if we're making nachos one night or something we could put it in the story you know right yeah it's it's still posting real life like seeing john mayer make nachos is is really weird you know his sweatpants so it's yeah (laughs) that probably costs three thousand dollars but yeah (laughs) yeah john mayer's sweatpants might be a little more he's got those like high fashion sweatpants that i don't understand he does but he still makes nachos. He does well, just, still eat nachos. It just makes you feel more real. Like, oh man, you know, I make nachos too. That's totally it's just a normal thing, an activity that everybody does. And I think there's a disconnect when you see that blue check mark. You're like, wait a sec. Are these guys like real people? And then you see, hmm. you know, a musician or, or whoever it is post they're making nachos in their sweatpants. 
and was the walls come down, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like it's when cool. Christopher, Christopher walking on that um, SNL skit way back, when he's like, listen, guys, I put my pants on the same way as everybody else. But when I do, I make gold records. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what I think whenever I see John Mayer doing something that I would do is like, yeah, whoa, he he's just riding his bike out. Oh, yeah. wow. He, I got a bike. Got yeah. <laughs> I don't think John Mayer rides a bike. Oh. I don't, I don't think he would ride a bike. He, he I could said, see him riding a he bike. He said once, I think on a, maybe it was on an Instagram like Q&A thing, but someone asked him where he likes to go skiing. And he says, he said he's never gone skiing in his life because he makes his living with his hands. Oh, wow. So if anything ever happened and like had a catastrophic hand industry, in, injury going skiing, then it would be like the world's dumbest thing. So Man, I've been I'm looking fine. for a reason to not go skiing and snowboarding when people ask me. <laughs> and I <laughs> thank you. I've always been like, no, I'll be in the lodge. And like, oh, but you gotta come with us though. And I'm like, no, you know what? I'll hang back. You guys have a good time and yeah. I'll drink hot chocolate and then but now I have a real reason. But yeah, how do you say that without sounding Sounding like a yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're John, when you're John Mayer, you can say things like that, and but you can't say it with me. You're right, (laughs) you're John Mayer. (laughs) And I love, dude. I'm not trying to make fun of John Mayer. Like I love John Mayer. Every yeah, I'm a big pro John Mayer guy. I was just listening to today. Yep his his social media actually is pretty refreshing compared to what I imagine like a lot of other artists at his caliber would be because he's. He's like very goofy, just kind of by nature, at least what I've observed from his Instagram feed. And he's yeah. not af- afraid to show it. And he goes on these rants of like posting a bunch of stories of just like being goofy. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. like a guy like John Mayer, who is like light years above, you know, theoretically light years above people in social status but to know right. that he's still just like sitting in his living room on instagram being a dweeb <laughs> yeah you know? like i i feel some sort of level of connection to that because that's also what i like to waste my time doing yeah yeah it just makes you feel like you could hang out you know like oh man he's just like me or i'm just like him and right that's an amazing part about about social media is just like it is very collective and everyone has to post the story the exact same way, no matter mm-hmm. if you're, you know, whoever you are. It's like, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Do you I guys watch that, watch that series on YouTube called Hot Ones? Oh, yes. I love that. With the wings? Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. my favorite thing of the internet because although there is a lot of production value to that little internet series, there's something just like greatly equalizing about watching... Mm-hmm celebrities burn at the mouth from hot hot sauce yeah i don't know like something about i I don't i don't like watching celebrity interviews but i love watching Mm -hmm. hot wings just because of that you know i love that there's there's some like humanizing element to that but definitely everybody wants to feel that though you know everybody wants to have that like level playing field at some point and i think that's kind of where we've I feel like all three of us have always strived to do that, even if we're creating something or interacting with people or on social media. I think our goal has always been to be as authentic and, you know, be be exactly where we would be if we weren't on a stage. 
You know, mm-hmm. I think it's hard to sometimes fight all of that with the noise of like the status, you know, whatever status it is, whether it's how many followers you have or how many people are at a show or maybe it's your job, like what level you're at or wherever you are um, in the tier of people working, if you're a CEO or whatever, I think titles can really screw with you just the same way that mm-hmm. a blue check mark or follower count can. Mm-hmm. And I think it can be intimidating to look at that and just be like, wait a sec. But I think for us, it's always been, how do we tear down the walls no matter what it is? And it's a challenge sometimes, but for us, that's like, that's a huge part of being in the public eye. Yeah. One thing that's really weird that you mentioned the blue check mark and, you know, talking about the highlight reel, I guess it was, um, that blue check mark really opened up a lot of doors for us, you know, other other companies and other bands uh, we were able to network with and connect with just because of that, you know, um, if they saw a message from us or a comment and it had that blue check mark, I think more times than not, they were willing to check out, you know, who is this, you know, and then you go see. And isn't um, it sad that that's what it takes sometimes? It is. Like that's what I was going to say is. Yeah. It was a weird feeling when we got it. Cause I think at first we were like, what? We just got the blue check mark, you know. But then we were right. kind of like, we we're kind of like, oh. Like, really? isn't, it, isn't it also kind of not sad though? Because think of how many people, <laughs> like, there are so many people on Instagram that are just trying to become Instagrammers. And like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not here to say there's anything wrong with like making a living on Instagram, but it's, yeah. I really feel like it's almost impossible to break through now and just like be an yeah. influencer on Instagram. Oh, but yeah. there are so many people that are trying to do it. And they're like in your DMs. Like I get yeah. messages. I I have 400 followers, okay, on my personal yeah. account. And there are people in my DMs just like sending me messages. They're like, they're they're paying for a bot service to just send wholesale messages. Right. Trying so to sell like, stuff to you. You can kind of you can kind of see why the blue check mark thing makes sense because there is so much noise, you yeah. know. There's so it's a comfort an, it's thing an easy, too. It's an easy way to kind of, you know, filter out, like, are these people legit or right. are they trying to scam me into buying their book about how to be a millionaire when they're 22 and they yeah. don't know anything <laughs> about personal finance, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's there's another Talbot Brothers account on Instagram that we, that has like, I don't know, 100 or 200 followers and it's, so it is helpful in that situation where... Right. The verified page is the one that we run and it's like, wait a sec. So that in that case, yeah, it helps people feel more comfortable and points them to where they should be pointed to. Cause I mean, there's people out there scamming and creating accounts all the time that just, I don't know what the point of that is just to try to make a buck. But yeah, yeah, it's weird though. It's like not the blue check mark does not make you any better of a musician though. No. Like no, it doesn't. But in the terms of like interacting with other brands, how many people if you just on any brand page that you some product that you like, if you go on one some post that they have, if you go in the comments, there are if it's a well-followed page, there are probably 5 to 1000 people <laughs> that are saying yeah. 
do you want to collab? Hey, can you guys send me a free X, Y, Z, you know, right. just like, and I'm sure their DMS are the same way. Right. So there has, yeah. there does have to be in this world of, you know, people making money off of posts on Instagram and interacting with brand. Yeah. Like, I think that whole concept is really, really cool, but there yes. does have to be some way if you were a brand being flooded with all of these, you know, think of it as being flooded with a bunch of resumes. That's why yeah, com- right. that's why companies have GPA minimums when people are being hired yeah. out of college because like good companies get flooded with a bunch of terrible resumes all the time. Right. So there is something to there is something to that like one thing that I appreciate um about the way that has gone for us is that we aren't obliged by anyone to post anything, you know? Mm. And I would I wouldn't know if I would want the weight of like a true Instagram influencer where Oh yeah. You know, you are the product of the product and mm-hmm. you know, you're required to make this many posts about about uh this product and or you have to something of theirs some company's product has to be in every post you make or something right. like that. It's really Yeah, they have kind of they have contracts they have to sign where it's like one out of every however many things you post this month has to be yeah, sponsored by us or or whatever. I mean, I'm not an influencer so I have real no real idea how it works, but I know like right. a lot of the at least the ambassador programs will work that way like you're required to post one or two things a month and then you get yeah. some discount on product or whatever. Yeah, we like just being able to post the things that we love and we would mm-hmm. use them regardless of if we were official ambassadors or not. You know, I think about the things that the three of us like to do in general or whatever it is, whether it's, we were just talking the other day about um, Fever Tree because we were trying to make some cocktails. So like mm. you're, th- you're thinking about like certain types of ginger beer to use and you're at the supermarket and you go through all these ones and you find the one you like and Mm -hmm. you just like it because it's good. The product just sells itself. So you pick some up and then you start using it and people catch wind of that. And then before you know it, Fever Tree is awesome and they send you a box of different things to try in the mail. And it's like, man, we, now we want to go online and (sighs) share that thing that they did for us and share it with other people because if we love it we want other people to love that you know or well, just they didn't know ask, about it they didn't ask for anything right in, so in it's return. cool to be able to do that or pin hook whiskey it's just different things that you enjoy and i think for us we've always tried to be real with that and just mm-hmm. not come off as like salesmen but just hey man we love this thing like you should check it out if you like it then you do mm-hmm. if not then no sweat like mm-hmm. we like it and it's our thing and that's what we do. Yeah, that's what I like. I don't like feeling like any anything is forced upon us. Right. You know. How do you guys or feel then, like in terms of your personal accounts? So that Instagram and social media kind of has two sides. There's the business side of it where people are using it to promote things like you know, we we use it to promote this podcast, you guys use it to promote Talbot Brothers, but then, like I said, we all have our own personal accounts that we're browsing different mm-hmm. things, just like, you know, wasting our time on, some would, some would argue. Um, how do you guys feel about, like, seeing other people's 
pages posting just constantly like the best parts of their life. Do you, do you feel a sense of like, I know for me, I can like get really sucked into that and feel like I'm behind or feel like there's something I'm doing wrong. Do you guys feel, do you guys feel that same sort of pressure on the business side? Like when you're browsing through as Talbot brothers, do you guys look at other bands pages and, and feel like there's things that they're doing that you should, that you should be doing? Yeah, I uh, think. Whoa. Go ahead. I think sometimes, you know, this kind of goes along the lines of comparison is a thief of joy, you know. But sometimes when I've seen an artist post frequently about what's going on and shows and good things happening, which we do, you know, they don't ever really show that time where they are kind of at the bottom of the barrel and feeling like they are super challenged with everything that's going on with them around them in their life. And, um, like the hard days, you know, you don't ever really see that. Mm. And I guess that's kind of contradictory to what I was saying earlier, whereas, you know, sometimes someone will post a big long post about how they're feeling and it's darker and, you know, they're not in a good place and that's okay. And, um, I think that's good too, but I also, I'm cynical and I wish I wasn't, but I a lot of times think that that is just for the same thing that all the other posts are for is just for a look at me right now for a minute, you know, and, and you get a high from it. You know, there's no way, there's no way that someone posts a post like that and then doesn't expect, you know, they're checking to see how it's doing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I do it anytime I post. I'm I check the post like five times after I post it to see how it does. It never does as well as I want it to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, dude. That happens to me uh, so often with my tweets. I yeah. feel like on Twitter, oh, you're funny. On Twitter, I try. That's usually my stream of consciousness of just like funny thoughts. Yeah, and I'll tweet something and be like that was hilarious, and it'll get like yeah. one like. I'm like, man. Yeah, that's an underappreciated tweet. But I, I mean, I do the yeah. same. I do, I do it on Instagram too. Like, yeah. I got, I've gotten to a point where if I don't, if I don't get over like eighty or a hundred likes on Instagram, I'm like, I shouldn't have mm-hmm. even posted that. Which, why you does it what? matter? It was a thing that it, I personally wanted to catalog. So why does it matter? It doesn't. It doesn't. I've made the mistake of I've. There's about three people that tweet. You're one of them that I think is really hilarious. So I tend to when I go to Twitter, which is hardly ever, I look at those profiles. Well, that was a mistake because now every day, I know I could turn the notifications off and stuff. I know. But I get a notification on my phone that says, uh, Jake Cooley just tweeted, you know, and it's like, you are the only ones that are telling, you know, it's the only ones it's telling me. I wish it would say, you know, because you like Jake Cooley's tweet, you might like Joe Rogan's tweet that he did you know or wow dude are you saying that i'm like joe rogan (laughs) well yes but i'm saying dream come true my lord and savior (laughs) joe rogan (laughs) similar similar vein you (laughs) you guys so it's just like it's something that uh you know it's kind of can be kind of annoying because i think Mm. those algorithms and stuff are happening without our knowledge you know i mean we know they're happening but you look mm-hmm. something up, and then if you hit the explore button on Instagram, which I recommend you don't if you're a male, mm-hmm. 
unless you have a brain of steel. Don't hit that button. And it'll suggest things to you. You know, there'll be like barbecue. I followed one barbecue joint. And then the next day I had like three suggested barbecue joints. And I'm not saying it's terrible because what do we want to see, right? Barbecue. We want to, yeah, we want to see the stuff we like. So do we want to fight it? Are we, you know, that's, that's a whole nother thing. We already talked about that. I personally kind of, there are days where I appreciate the algorithm. There are days where I like to go on the Explorer page and see a lot of things that are similar, yeah. uh, you know, of my interests, like seeing really yeah. cool drummers. Or when I was in college, I I always had like a really dope, really satisfying woodworking videos because I was really into wood woodworking at the time. So that was a thing that I was yeah. always looking at on Instagram. So yeah. I do like the curated. Um, exposure, but it is annoying where if you like accidentally look at one thing for too long, yeah. that that they just you can't you can't like go in and reset your your explore page. <laughs> they like test the waters, you yeah. Know? Like they're like, oh, he looked at a barbecue place. Let's throw a few more in there. Like, oh, he looked at this one too. Oh, he All keeps right, clicking just on these barbecue this, places. Flood this son of a gun with every barbecue place that we know. This you know? guy just- loves barbecue. <laughs> We gotta make his experience perfect. Mm. Yeah, really weird stuff. I I try not to think about that too much when I'm just scrolling through, you know. And I usually don't. But yeah, um, I think that's the same thing too. Is you get a lot of influencers on there. Um, you know, I think one I think one thing in particular is like people that follow that are runners, or just people who, you know, they'll. I've never seen a lot of posts where they're down in the dumps, you know. It's usually like they right. are posting about this incredible run they did. They're encouraging you and, you know. How many times do you guys like pass by things though without liking or interacting it, you know? Almost oh, yeah. always. So like then then the question is people probably do that to you. Oh right? man, don't tell no, me even that. though they like it. Don't tell me but that. But even dude. though they like it, it's like I'm, I'm not gonna be able <laughs> to sleep tonight. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight knowing that people are passing my posts, my high quality but, content by man. that I spent it hours could be the editing. Thing. I edited those photos in Lightroom for Instagram. <laughs> and you're telling me they're not gonna freaking like it. Don't yeah, tell man. me that. I do it. I I love I love Instagram and I love looking at people's posts and some of them I stop and They'll post pictures of their trip or something. And I'll cycle through all five of those bad boys, all five mm. of the photos. I'll read their whole long caption thing, and then I just scroll on down. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> you, you know? did everything you could possibly do except for like and comment on the post. Well, I'm telling you, those same people that I spend the most time on, they show up at the top of my feed yep. all the time. You know, time so spent. even if I'm not liking or zooming in or whatever weird thing you could do to it, I. They're, they know. They're tracking my eyeballs through well, the camera, man. My sister is an Instagram wizard, apparently. <laughs> and she was telling me about how the algorithm now, it used to be based mostly on likes, but now it does actually keep track of how long you spend on a post. So like if yeah. there's, if someone has a, like, I think they're called cards or carousel, whatever. When you sl- swipe when you through swipe multiple through. pictures, yeah. you sound like an old man. If you swipe through all of those pictures, it like keeps track of that and it keeps track of like how long you are looking at it, which is kind of kind of wild, but 
Yeah. Yeah, they're they're always updating the algorithms based on people's behavior. Right. Well, how would they get a guy like me that isn't co- commenting and liking and exactly? You know. They just throw a barbecue sandwich out there, bro, and you'll you'll come. <laughs> he comments on. I have seen Tyler comment on barbecue posts. He writes, <laughs> I "Oh think he, God, he sent me one today." <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do think I just did comment on one. Um, so this yeah, and so I said, good. I mean, we don't I even know st- what my story just, today was of a, of a burger. I think go ahead though. What we're saying that does sound really good right now. I was just going to yeah. say, we don't even really know what algorithm means, but we say that word all the time. It's like, yeah, we know it does something to affect us, but it's kind of like this removed like arm's length thing that we don't quite understand, but we think we got it figured out. And just when we do, it changes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, it's just like the idea that government is always watching. You know, you always hear that. And that's a really scary thought, but you know what's happening. It's just like the same thing with the story. It's like, yeah, the algorithms that is working here. Yeah. Yeah, And that's scary. (laughs) That's scary. Well, I mean, it is. We could just blame it. I kind of, for some reason, I always just like, say Instagram when I'm talking about social media as a whole because that's the one that I'm injecting into my (laughs) eyeballs most of the time but if you think about this from like a business standpoint it is in Instagram's best interest to not just tell everybody how the algorithm works because if people figure out how it works then they can exploit it to just be at the top of everybody's feed right that's true constantly be changing it is smart too right adjust in their game. You don't want to go in to war with the same weapons every time. You got to switch it up. They definitely, yeah, that's that's how they get me, how long you stay on the post. And I mean, same with sharing in your messages. You know, I'm sure they see that I shared a barbecue uh, post with you guys in your messages mm-hmm. and that, that works just as well. Probably if not more, they're like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, he's telling people this is how it happens on here. Yeah. This is marketing. Do you guys put a lot of thought into what you share, though, before you do it? Will you actually spend a lot of time trying to make sure the picture looks just like you want it, edit it, throw a filter on? And second, like, sub-question to that, do you actually use the Instagram filters that are built in, or do you use a separate app? I rarely ever use the built-in filters, um, which is going to, people are going to go look at my feed and be like, dude, these pictures look, like, terrible. But I, I personally, and it doesn't have so much to do, or at least I tell myself to make myself feel better about myself, doesn't have mm. so much to do about like showing off on Instagram as it does just I enjoy the the challenge and the art of like editing photos. Yeah. Um, I'm by no means good at it. I don't claim to be, you know, there are some people that are really good at it and it bothers me that I can't figure out how they do it. But um, yeah. I kind of just like it as something to do um like but, an expression yeah yeah i think i i posted a picture of my wife um when we were on the rock boat mm. um but when i took it she was just kind of like knee high in the water and there were some buoys and some people in the background mm-hmm. and jake you remember i asked you <laughs> right then and there yeah like, hey i don't know if you know how to do this but could you edit those buoys and and those people out and you're like um yeah let me see and you send it to me like five minutes later and it looked perfect. <laughs> it's like, I still have that picture. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. But that's I mean, a skill. Jake you know, takes that's care an, of the social media. Yeah. That's I mean, an important it's like, skill. It's a separate kind of expression, you know, like I'm not super artsy. 
which people tell me I am because because I'm a musician. I'm very analytical. I'm very logical or whatever. Yeah. But there is a part of my brain that likes to just do kind of creative things. And mm-hmm. that for a long time took the place of my not being able to play drums every day was I was like tweaking, yeah, in your tweaking apartment photos. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, no, I, I think I, it can be that. But there, there are a lot of people that... For better or for worse, I don't. I honestly don't know. I don't really even have an opinion about it. But a lot of people um, lose sleep over making sure every post on their Instagram feed looks cohesive or the same way. Yeah. And like, I get it. I get it. Like I said, there's kind of two sides of it in my brain. There's like people that are using it for business, and there's people that are using it to like share pictures of their dogs and their yeah their meals or whatever. The business yep. thing I get because you kind of want to draw people in and there is a certain amount of psychology to things being cohesive and not jarring to the eye. It's like a whole a whole science of, um, you know, user interaction and marketing. But for people that are just posting, you know, for their 100 followers, does it really matter if all your pictures look the same? Unless, unless it's something, yeah. like I said, that you just enjoy the challenge of making it all look good and you're very yeah. like aesthetically minded and that's just something that you gravitate to and it's a project mm-hmm. for you, then fine, that's cool. But if you're doing it because you're convinced that everybody else cares about that, uh, yeah, no, you shouldn't. You're don't just going to swipe through all five photos, read the caption, <laughs> scroll down. Yeah, and not like <laughs> them anyway. I think the best thing that we, I think the best thing that we could do is just convince ourselves finally that nobody cares, you know, because they will, and some people will, a lot of people do, mm. but just if you really just convince yourself that nobody cares, you, you'll let it go, you know, you'll let go of the fact that you only get 25 likes on your, on your post, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's just, you know, this is not a new conversation, but there's so much validation that we receive through social media. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's not, you can't really say it's bad, can you? I mean, that's the way, that's kind of the way it is now. You post a picture and it's a moment that you can, I mean, there's been times when I've been, I see something interesting. <laughs> it sounds like I'm on like a safari or something. But <laughs> like I'll, t- I'll take a picture and it's not good enough. So even though that moment was so cool to me mm. and powerful or whatever, I'm not going to post about it. Yeah. And maybe I would have just been better off enjoying the moment instead of yeah, trying I think, to take a picture. I do think about that a lot. Like things that I'm, I'm really trying to enjoy. I'll maybe take one picture and then yeah. after that I, I try really hard to not be on my yeah. phone, not always trying to capture every moment of it, you know. Um, right. Just because well, like, I feel like you miss, I mean, if you're with people, you're disconnected from the people that you're enjoying the thing yeah. with because you're, you know, basically trying to stage everything to look better than it actually is, even though in the yeah. moment it could look a certain way that's mind blowing. But if your yeah. phone is not replicating that on the viewfinder, you have to alter it or alter your angle or, or what have you. Well, not to talk about my kid too much, but he... He was born early, so you know. Right now, pretty much uh, this week would be the. I mean, next week he would be born, but he was born mm. two months ago. Mm-hmm. 
but I was holding him today. And so he's just kind of opening his eyes more often now, just starting to and looking around and uh, smiling and all that. But I was holding him and he had his eyes wide open and I don't see that very often. So I was just like, (laughs) yeah, you know, taking these pictures. And then I had to go and it was like, wait, oh, I just kind of missed that whole, Mm. you know, I should have just been, you know, so that right away, you know, like you said, Jake, I think that's awesome. Snap your picture because people love to see it, you Mm -hmm. know, like family that doesn't get to see him every day, especially right now with everything that's going on, Um, you know, send it to them, but just try to get that moment for yourself too, you Mm -hmm. know, what was that movie um, with Ben Stiller? Yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm talking about? He like went yeah. to Alaska or something. Was it well, Walter that, Mitty? Yes. Walter Mitty. Well, I was going to say, Mitty. I was going to bring that up, but I couldn't remember the title. That movie actually did change part of me. Um, I remember, I mean, I'm way more into Instagram now than I was back then. So it, maybe it didn't actually make a difference. But I remember I was posting things to Instagram all the time when I, and then I saw that movie and it, it at least made me think about, is this worth like taking a thousand pictures of these fireworks that look like terrible on my phone or should I just watch the fireworks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or what about at shows? Shows was another one. Yeah. I always used to like video full songs at shows and like if it's a band that really, I really, really love, maybe I'll do one or two songs that I really love now. Um, but yeah, I don't take I don't take pictures at shows anymore, really. Because how do you guys feel about it when people do it though, when you're on stage? Like, do you guys like? For me, it's a double edged sword, where it's like, man, I appreciate that they're sharing it with their friends and their family and like spreading it around social media. But at the same time, it's also like, bro, like you just said, it kind of removes you from the moment. So it's like, to me, mm-hmm. it's like a double edged sword where. Are they actually enjoying it to the capacity that they could? But like, mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about it? Like, what do you think? I, th- I think it depends on the moment. And I know we don't get to pick, but especially in like the meat of the show, you know, or like the beginning when it's just, you know, rock and roll. I don't care. Actually, I kind of like it, like looking out there and, and seeing, you know, phone flashes and stuff. But like t- at the end, if we come out and do a song or something acoustic, um, if someone was going to video it, I wish it would be like super discreet, you know, yeah. almost in a way. Cause there is kind of that moment that you're never going to get back. And you, there's been some really cool moments like that captured on people's phones and, and they sound really good, but you, it's never going to be, those are the moments that shows when you're talking to your friends after you went and you're like, Oh, and then at the end they, they did this thing. Right. Or, and you know, and, and it's, and they say, let me just it's show you because I videoed it and it's not impactful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so hard. it's like you'd, been, you'd have benefited just from watching it yourself. You know? Yeah. I love those moments though. And I I think about that. I think in Walter Mitty, wasn't it like a world-renowned photographer? He was trying to take a picture of this snow leopard for like, yep. he had been tracking it for all this time. Mm-hmm. And he finally saw it. And then he just like looked above the camera and watched it and let it go. Yep. Man, and I'm I remember same thing for me. I watched that and I was just, what have I been doing? I, like I was like mad that he didn't take the picture. Yeah. But, and then it's like, well, that's such good advice. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how it should be. 
In terms of shows, though, mm-hmm. like I've, I don't know that I've ever, ever really noticed it. Maybe just because I don't sit front and center like you guys do. Um, yeah. And I'm always paying more attention to what's going on on stage than what anyone else in the crowd is doing. But right. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I definitely see how it could be jarring in the intimate moments. Like I think, yeah, I love when people are like losing their mind when we're doing cool things or like when we're really rocking out, like that's when it's a party really, you know? Yeah. Uh, But it does pull your phone out. Yeah. It does pull me out of the moment though, when we're like playing, you know, the very raw emotional, you know, a love song or like the song about, you know, a hard time that you had and someone's yelling, uh, free bird, free bird. <laughs> you know, or like we love you or something, which like, even though yelling you love that you love someone is such a flattering and, you know, honoring thing, it kind of misses the mark for what the moment is that, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing pulls me out. But I don't, I don't really Usually where I'm at on stage, I can't even see past you guys because the lights are <laughs> blinding me anyway. So I get the yeah. benefit of that. <laughs> I love the blinding lights. It helps me a lot. I think if I could really make out people's faces really well, I would I would be nervous. Yeah. You know, one of the reasons I don't think I am is because it kind of feels like we're just this big school of fish, you know. Mm. I mean, you can. I think especially when some of the lights in the the main area hit right on them you can see them and it's really cool mm-hmm. you know hopefully they're smiling and having a good time they're all <laughs> you flipping look you out off. there and there's just <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say speaking of flipping off i remember we played this this barbecue joint you were with us right jake um way back when speaking of barbecue speaking of flipping off um we Colorado took Springs. a picture before yep yep oh yeah man you know, 2012 it's like all that. we can eat barbecue was yeah. basically the payment um, one of our first tours we were getting ready to take a picture and the room was full um, at our sound check <laughs> and they they liked the sound check but it was empty later we were getting ready to take a picture and we took one with like selfie with the crowd and I remember there was a guy in the back that was just flipping us off <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like yeah that that kind of sucks but he was just probably messing around but yeah. that's one of those things too is like for us up on stage there's a moment too looking out at the crowd um i think it's cool to take pictures as a band mm-hmm. you know at the end or whatever because i think it makes everybody feel like you know they could take themselves and you know it's like a captured moment of them being out in the audience um but i think at first when we kind of decided we were going to do that i had a hard time with it you know i was kind of like Oh, but is is it like pulling it out of the moment? And it's just part of it now, you know? Same with all this other stuff. Same with, you know, it's part of our highlight reel. It seems like you've kind of, (laughs) it seems like you've kind of struggled with that though, bro. Like you, you're such an authentic person on stage and you're, you've always been about trying to keep everything as real as possible that for a long time, I think like when we were trying to plan rehearsals and do things with, encores and like walk on Mm. songs and things like i think it seemed like you were always more about just no like we don't need you know we just want to keep it real but you've yeah stepped into this whole entire realm like on the last tour especially where once you stepped into that uh Mm -hmm. space it didn't even matter that that stuff was there because like you were just able to still remain authentic and keep that going 
like through all of that too, which just enhances like the lights and the transitions and things. And plus it's fun. And I think people, like you said, it's kind of just a way of, it's almost like an expectation in a way, like people are anticipating something and uh, having that thing happen in a way that you might not expect can be a really cool thing. I think that there was a moment I remember when, you know, we used to get, they'd be calling for an encore and we'd be walking into the green room and I'd be like, all right, let's go back on. And I remember one time you were just like, let's just wait. (laughs) If they really, if they actually want us to come back out, they'll let us know. Yeah. And it was like in this kind of transition period where we were starting to play shows where an encore could even happen, you know, because that, you know, it doesn't usually happen at a dive bar. It could. But when we started to play these theaters and stuff, um, we're starting to walk off and especially towards the beginning, we'd start to kind of get that applause and that roar to come back out. And I really did have a hard time with it, like you said, brother. But I remember you said that. And then from then on, it's been like, yeah, if they want us to come back out. Well, it kind of made me like check myself because I was like, well, am I more concerned with that than I am just like the realness of the show? So I think. Right. It was kind of good that we were both on opposite sides of that where you kind of pulled me back to earth a little bit. And then I kind of like... Make sure they want it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Jake and he's just like calculating the exact perfect time that the lights should turn on or that the song should play. (laughs) And it's like... Yeah. It's just really interesting to see the dynamic of everybody on stage brings something to the table. And that's like one of my favorite things about playing with all of that too. It's funny because I, I will send Nick songs that I, you know, I'll be like, this is a perfect walkout song. Uh, and then send him timestamps of like, just imagine this. Zero yeah, to right. 10 <laughs> seconds, lights out. And like send him this whole like writer of like production notes. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. and I'm just like driving down the highway listening to it as Jake texted it to me. And I'm like, dude, this is genius. And then, you know, we put it in, into play, but... It, man, it's so cool when that stuff just all comes together because yeah. not one person can do everything either. And that's been like a huge thing for us. And this podcast well, is like an opportunity to reach people without having to worry about all the walls and the barriers, you know. It really is, is as really authentic as it gets because we don't really censor yeah. anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is a really interesting thing for us to be talking about right now, like making the show something Mm. you know where something where people will watch it and it's like the best foot forward and it everything hits just right and all the lights and the music cues are just on time and then you know meanwhile we're talking about oh yeah people that (laughs) well i think it's a different i think it's a different thing though because people like i don't think everybody that goes to a show really knows what things to look for in terms of a good show, but they can Mm -hmm. tell when something is bad, right? And I think there's a different thing when people are paying their money to you guys to put on a show. Like, I feel, at least for me, um, and I feel like you guys probably feel this way too, but for me, I feel like if someone is going to pay their money to come see me do something, it it had better Mm -hmm. be more 
more polished than like me just playing at some bar where they could just walk in, yeah. you know, like, I mean, we sell the tickets for the shows that we do as a full band are not like $5, $5 covers at just like some local bar. It's like 20 bucks, yeah. 30 bucks, which like is, is quite a bit, especially if it's a band that you don't really know. So I feel like right, right. that is actually a product that you're putting together versus like my personal Instagram, any like, yeah. I'm not even a private account. So there's a difference right. there between me really polishing, you know, me posting a picture of my meal prep for, yeah. you know, my mom and my sister to like versus me putting <laughs> yeah. in a lot of time and effort to make sure that the money that someone is putting into to come see me do a thing is worth their time and yeah. money. Like I really do think it's a reciprocal transaction. I do feel that way a little bit about maybe not my personal, like you said, but I think almost in a way with Talbot Brothers and if if the stage that we have with that on social media, I almost feel obliged in a way to, you know, not post something that doesn't look good. You know, it's right. all it's all sort of part of it, right? I mean, you could consider Talbot Brothers kind of our free marketing. Yeah. Um, our way our way to reach people about shows and, you know, things like that. But um it it's almost like that is part of it in a way. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I I kind of feel bad about what I said earlier about feeling like, but you're right. I think as a as a person personally, your stories, what's going on in your life, I think, uh, don't don't be so focused. I'm talking to myself on making it look so good. You know, right. I don't understand why a picture of my dog wouldn't get 300 likes. You know, why aren't all of my followers <laughs> liking a picture of my dog? My dog is you the best me. dog. He's the goodest. <laughs> you boy. followed me. <laughs> She's you followed me for this long, and uh, right. if you don't know that I just post about my dog by now, then why are you even following me? You know, I don't know. I'm just kidding, but it's this is really interesting. But I do th- really interesting parallel between what we do for a living and then you know on our own personal yeah. social media stuff. Well, I mean, I do think it's different, and I I mean, you said that, but I think it's important to understand the difference. Like, like you yeah. said, you guys use Instagram for T-Bros as free marketing, essentially. So yeah. it is in your yep. best interest to make it look really good because yeah, just think of, it's like I said before about shows, like the average person doesn't really know what to look for and what makes a good ad, but they can tell when an ad is terrible or they can tell when something yeah. is made with like clip art, you know? Yep. Most people don't understand or don't like recognize when some when graphic design is really, really good, but they can tell when it sucks. Right. And right. so like people that are good at marketing, like it's good because it's good. But if it sucked, it'd be terrible. So if you're using it for marketing, there is there is a, a purpose for making sure it's really well curated. Um but like my personal account, I don't make any money off of. So why I mean, this this is where the dichotomy is because why do I still care? And I think it's a it's a deeper issue of like validation of like we said before of me wanting people to to acknowledge that my life is important or the things that I'm doing are interesting, even though I think they're interesting. I need to be validated in that, which is a diff, which is a different issue. Well, I think that's I think that's okay. It's okay that you do. And I, I think we call it a problem, but I think anyone at the end of the day would quit their job and be a social media influencer if they got the chance, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, so it's like, it's, a, it's okay to care about it, but 
I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier about being able to let people scroll by, mm. you know, and don't don't just expect somebody know. to like your stuff. I don't think I can don't let anyone it. scroll by. Jake, <laughs> this is an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Even though most of the people scroll by, I know. I don't. I go through, I look at everyone that likes my picture and then I cross-reference that to everyone that follows me and then... <laughs> If they didn't like it, then I block them. Unfollow them. <laughs> Jake has a spreadsheet of all yeah, these people. I have a I have an Instagram hit list spreadsheet to make sure I'm not following people that don't like my posts. I'm scared because isn't there an app or something that tells you if if someone unfollows you? I'm scared to unfollow. People there definitely once. used to be, dude. I remember in high when I was in high school, um, if you unfollowed someone, they would text you and like. A, a screenshot yeah. of their app notifying you that you unfollowed them on whatever. I don't. Wow. I don't yes. know. I don't I know if it still is a thing or if people still use it or if it even is possible to still work. But it wouldn't. I mean, realistically, just the logical side of my brain, it wouldn't be that hard to write an app to do that kind of thing. Um, but Let's yeah, it. it is messed up. <laughs> We're let's, coming let's for you. Let's one for all the barbecue joints. I mean, maybe Instagram doesn't release like the names of people that follow you. Maybe they used to and they don't anymore for that reason. But like, just thinking the the logic through it, if you had a list and every day you checked how the list changed, it's really easy to figure out like the, the outliers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. math. Yeah. This is coming from the data pro. <laughs> data pro. Data pro. Data. You're such a data pro, Jake. Such a data man. Dad. All right, guys. Well, coming up on our time here. Here we are. This was fun. This was a good one, I think. Yeah, it goes so fast once, especially once, you know, we have a good time talking. You can tell. Yeah. You can tell we're friends, can't you, everybody? Well, my. If you can't. My favorite thing is our Instagram bio is just conversations we were going to have anyway. Because that is the truth. I'm just really glad we started recording these phone calls we had. I know. I mean, speaking of being authentic, these are things that we talk about anyway, so. Yeah, what people don't know is that we usually ask each other if we're recording about 10 times before we start because we're laughing and having yeah. a good time and we're missing out on all of this stuff and we're like, oh wait, yep. we gotta record, we're just talking. Yeah. So, it's fun. It is fun. All right, guys, well, thanks for joining us. Another episode of Similar Vein Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a, rev- write a review of our show if you haven't already. Uh, hit us up on Instagram at Similar Vein Podcast. Send us some topics of things that you want to hear about. We're always looking for comments in our posts. Speaking of Instagram for the last hour, please like our <laughs> yeah. posts or else we won't be able to sleep. Um, just kidding. If they, su- <laughs> if they suck, don't like them. That's fine, too. Uh, Anyway, till next week. See you guys. Yep. Later, guys.